0: Welcome to The Last Christian Radio Show with your hosts, Brother J.D. Williams and Brother T.L. Farley. It's now time to grab your Bible as prophecy brings into focus the events playing out on the world stage at incredible speed, right before our very eyes and exactly as was foretold.
1: Well, good evening, everybody, and welcome to another edition of The Last Christian Radio Show. My name is J.D. Williams here in East Texas, and joining me there there from the Dallas and Fort Worth area is my friend, Mr. T.L. Terry Farley. How are you doing this evening, Terry?
2: Uh, Doing well, thank you, Joel, Uh,
1: and uh, hoping you're feeling much better. Uh, (laughs) You've been fighting it there. Uh, Well, uh, that's an understatement. Uh, I haven't felt well since Friday. And, um, you know, uh, just a really quick note here about uh, the Saturday show. We did actually try to have a Saturday show. We really did. Uh, But um, I'm not even going to all the issues or whatever. But anyway, it was an epic fail. uh, And uh, Mm -hmm. so um, what little of the show was uploaded, it's gone. It gone. I deleted it. Okay. You'll never Mm -hmm. see it. And uh, Mm -hmm. unfortunately, we'll never hear what uh, Terry was talking about, not realizing that he wasn't there. So
2: No, actually, we will. (laughs) That's going to be on From the Eye of the Storm this coming Sunday night. Okay, good. Uh, Good. Good. So you're going to hear all about it. Okay, good. So we'll leave that where it is.
1: Okay. Um, Before we even get started tonight, uh, I do want to, first of all, very quickly ask everyone to send out their their prayers, and this is something that was left out of the broadcast last night on TV. They were saying, you know, just keep him in our thoughts, no, let's keep him in our prayers. This is Mr. Uh, Damar Hamlin, uh, he is a football player for the Buffalo Bills, and um, last night he suffered cardiac arrest on the field, and um, it look like a normal hit? You know, I mean, yep. I wasn't watching it at the time, but I have seen several several since and mm-hmm. it looked like a normal hit. And uh, he suffered cardiac arrest, had to have CPR on um, on the field, uh, was mm-hmm. taken by ambulance. Um, he's still he's not out of the woods yet. He's still in critical condition. Mm-hmm. The um, mm-hmm. actually the Buffalo Bills uh, issued the statement today that DeMar Hamlin suffered cardiac arrest following a hit in our game versus the Bengals. His heartbeat was restored on the field, and he was transferred to the UC Medical Center for further testing and treatment. He's currently sedated and listed in critical condition. And again, all of our prayers out uh, to him. Um, one thing, this guy's only 24 years old, Harry. Uh, he's been mm-hmm. in the league for three years. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, I tried to pull up some information on him. But there wasn't a lot of personal information, so I, I don't think he's married. If he is, my apologies to his wife, but I don't think he is. I know his mother was living because she accompanied him to the hospital last night. Mm-hmm. But in 2020, Hamlin started organizing an annual Christmas toy drive in his hometown um, in, uh, let me see, I've got it covered up here. Um, in McKees Rocks, Pennsylvania. And mm-hmm. so, shortly after January the 2nd of 2023, the, the when this injury occurred, uh, he has a GoFundMe uh, campaign for his 20, uh, for his toy drive. This is for a toy drive. Not, yes. you know, this isn't about him. This is a toy drive, okay? Uh, so, he had an initial goal of $2,500. Okay, now, Mm -hmm. as of just maybe an hour ago when I pulled this up, Mm -hmm. he has now received over $5 million in donations. So, you know, it's just incredible. But again, our prayers to him and his family, uh, for sure. Um, Another thing that I wanted to bring to everybody's attention here very quickly is also the passing of Pope Emeritus Benedict, Mm And I think that's the 16th, if I remember my Roman numerals, right? That is. That's 16th. Mm -hmm. So um, anyway, um, now he is not the Pope, so Catholics worldwide don't have to freak out that the Pope died. He didn't. Um, The Pope Mm -hmm. is still very much alive. Um, Mm -hmm. This is the gentleman that stepped down as Pope before uh, the current Pope, who Terry will know and I don't have the first clue about. Um, yeah I call him frank it's Pope Francis Pope Francis okay <laughs> but uh real quick you know you know everybody that serves the Lord and I believe the man served the Lord you know now oh, whether or not the teachings are what they ought to be and all that stuff you know we could have a debate on that for days and hours you know days and weeks and months and years okay but yeah. but anyway uh oh I do want to play this because you know I think he deserves it
3: Bishop, he left uh, the the title of Pope. He left the the post, the significant uh, leadership role of the Catholic faith uh, after nearly eight years. What did that tell you about him?
4: Well, I think it does speak to his humility. Um, You know, he wasn't going to cling to the office desperately. I think he I'll take him at his word. He thought that physically and, and psychologically he was no longer up for the enormous task and burden of the papacy. And I, I think he said, okay, it's time for somebody else. So it does speak to his humility and his sense of, we call it detachment. Mm-hmm. You know, he was he was not attached to the, the privilege and honor of the office, but willing to let go of it. And I also think it says he returned to a life that he probably always wanted to live. My guess is that Joseph Ratzinger always wanted the life he had the last about 10 years of his life, which was in quiet meditation, contemplation, reading, writing, and prayer. Um, so it speaks to his humility and also to, I think, his, his personality. What about the
3: aspect of Pope Francis presiding over his predecessor's funeral?
4: It's interesting, of course, it hasn't happened in hundreds and hundreds of years i'm very curious to know what he says at the funeral um you know francis i I was there for the canonization of john the 23rd and john paul ii presided over by pope francis and what struck a lot of us was he didn't say very much about the two uh saints he talked about the gospel for the day etc uh so i'm curious he obviously had a great affection for uh, benedict visited him often spoke of him in very warm terms uh, my guess is we're going to hear more about the gospel for the day than we will about the life of, uh, of Benedict. But I, I'll be just curious to find out what he says.
1: And again, we could, we could debate all the, the differences between faiths, but I don't really see a place for that. Instead, yeah. uh, uh, my best to his family, prayers mm-hmm. to his family, uh, just mm-hmm. like everybody else, he's, he's yeah. got one. So uh what his status is with the Lord, that's between him and the Lord above. We shall mm-hmm. not judge. Uh Terry, mm-hmm. you have any comments? I know you were you, you were raised Catholic. Uh I know you're not yeah. Catholic, but I know you were raised sure. Catholic, and so mm-hmm. any comments that you might have, go ahead.
2: Well, you know, something like this is gonna reach anyone who is Catholic. Um even the ones that aren't practicing, uh, and once you get the label there you are. And so I know it's touched all of them across the planet uh, deeply. And so in that regard, we can comfort them and try to strengthen them with, with the gospel of Jesus Christ, the death, burial, and resurrection, which is always the day gospel of the day for us. The death, amen. burial, and resurrection of Jesus, and of course that He's coming.
1: So, amen, amen. You know, uh, and by the way, I thought I was going to him sometime this weekend. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I'm yeah. not. I'm not kidding. I mean, I, I'm been. Uh, I've been sick. And, you know, I don't know. Um, you know, people say we have COVID. And I said no. You know, um, if if that was COVID, I've had worse. I, I, I mean, yeah. I'm just. I'm just. Being honest, oh, sure. okay, if, I had, if that sure. was COVID, I've had worse, uh, but mm-hmm. I have no idea. I think I had a really bad, bad, bad cold, okay, really yeah. bad. Okay, now, uh, moving right along, um, this show is going to be kind of newsworthy because what I'm trying to demonstrate tonight, and I, and I hope it comes across the right way, we've got so much going on, and it's coming on so fast that oh, it's, it's incredible, Okay I mean mm-hmm. I mean you t- I, I guess you could throw the Pope emeritus into this if you wanted to you know if mm-hmm. you want to really put a stretch on it but you mm-hmm. know I'm going to be showing you stuff about Russia mm-hmm. that's really bad the Ukraine that's really bad mm-hmm. what's mm-hmm. really bad in the United States for instance uh somebody had better and i'm not I'm not going to give it away right now but uh, mm-hmm. Trust me, this is worth thinking about. Somebody Mm -hmm. had better separate the President of the United States and the Vice President of the United States and send them to different coasts right now, Mm -hmm. because we have a constitutional crisis in place right now. Mm -hmm. We really do. Mm -hmm. Okay, and I'm going to explain what that constitutional crisis is. It's real. And if something were to happen, God forbid, but if something were to happen to the President Mm -hmm. and to the Vice President, this country Mm -hmm. is Basically, toast. I'm going to leave it right mm-hmm. there for now, okay? I'm going to leave it right there mm-hmm. for now, but I'll, we'll, we'll get to it. Um, but there's stuff going on in, in South Korea. There's stuff going on in China. Mm-hmm. There's stuff uh, going on in North, uh, North Korea, Russia, the Ukraine, um, America. I mean, everywhere. Mm-hmm. Okay, so anyway, here's a very quick, our, our usual open news. Well, here's the slot for it tonight. Here we go.
5: Here's the latest from the KRRB Newsroom. President Joe Biden and top administration officials will open a new year of divided government by fanning out across the country to talk about how the economy is benefiting from his work with Democrats and Republicans.
3: As part of the pitch, Biden and Senate Republican leader Mitch McConnell will make a rare joint appearance in McConnell's home state of Kentucky on Wednesday to highlight nearly $1 trillion in infrastructure spending that lawmakers approved on a bipartisan basis in 2021. Jason Riley reporting.
1: Excuse me? Excuse me, we actually have a president who can't find his way to the bathroom and a Republican in name only by the name of McConnell, and they're going to team up and tell us the economy is good? Seriously? Did I hear that right? Yeah, did did I hear
2: that right? I wish you had heard it wrong. I really do. I wish I could say, "Oh no, you missed it." Uh, let me explain. No, you, Biden, do, Biden, you, you and Biden, and McConnell,
1: Biden and McConnell are teaming up. Yeah. So, okay, so now we know whose side Mitch McConnell is on, right? So, yeah. okay news alert here again i'm not a democrat i'm not a republican but mitch mcconnell get out resign go away and if you don't i hope you lose because you are teaming up with somebody who is seriously and i'm, I'm not exaggerating here i'm really not president biden is not mentally capable of carrying out the office of president of the united states he's just not and if anybody yeah. wants to prove me wrong then i want to see the cognizance test give it to him yeah. And then I'll admit I'm wrong if he takes it and he passes it. But I guarantee you, number one, he's not going to take it because, number two, he knows he can't pass it. Okay, and I'm I'm going to say all all my money on that one. (laughs) Yeah. So anyway, uh, I was shocked to hear McConnell uh, say he's going to appear with Biden and they're going to present this to the American people like this is something that's great one point something trillion dollars worth of stuff for uh now this is like interstate highways and all that stuff i get that i really do but hey we're going to electric cars anyway right and you know those yeah. things aren't going to they can't more, go more than 400 miles before you got to recharge them for eight hours so that's not going to work out well sooner or later we're going to be back to horse horses and buggies so what's the point of the one point something trillion that's a waste yeah. of money okay Opinion, people, that was opinion. Yes, I'm a member of the U.S. Press Association. I'll say it just to satisfy YouTube and a few others. But, you know, that's opinion. But mm-hmm. this is uh, this is completely ridiculous. Okay. So, mm-hmm. now, as you know, the Republicans won, barely, mm-hmm. the House of Representatives. Okay. And so, today... Uh, they voted on the new Speaker of the House and the Republicans are putting forth Kevin McCarthy. He's the leading candidate. He's the one that they want to lead. Um, And uh, you got a bunch of uh, well-intentioned Republicans standing in the way of it because they don't think he's they, they don't think he's the right man for the job. Personally, I don't either. But you know, yeah. irregardless, I mean, you know, he's supposed to be it. So the guy that the other side wants, the Freedom Caucus, the one that they mm-hmm. want, his name is Jim Jordan. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. so after they took the first vote, which, by the way, the Democrat got more votes than McCarthy did. I don't mm-hmm. know if anybody told you that or not, but the the mm-hmm. Democrat, he got more votes than McCarthy in the first time around, but he just didn't get enough to to win. Okay, so, they, so before they went the second time, Jim Jordan got up and said, okay, look, I need to try and get my guys in line, you know, because this is just crazy. You know, we've won, and now we're, we're looking like a bunch of clowns. Okay, basically is what it's all about. Okay, so here's Jim Jordan.
6: I think we have three objectives this Congress, three fundamental things we have to get done in the 118th Congress. First, pass the bills that fix the problems. In two years' time, we have, went, we have a border that is no longer a border. We have a military that can't meet its recruitment goals. We have bad energy policy, bad education policy, record spending, record inflation, record debt, and a government that has been weaponized against we the people, against the very people we represent. So We, we need to pass legislation to address all that, and I hope my Democrat colleagues will join me. I really do. But I have my doubts. And if they don't, and if Chuck Schumer says, no, we're not going to take up that legislation that we pass, and if Joe Biden won't sign it, so be it. They'll have to to answer to the people in 2024. Second, second, we can never, ever let a bill like the one that passed 12 days ago, $1.7 trillion spent, we can never, ever let that kind of legislation pass again. We have, to, we have to pass a budget that makes sense, that's good common sense, then do the 12 appropriation bills that, that, are, that recognize it's the people's money, not ours, and send it to the Senate and then stand firm on that legislation. And again, if they won't take it up and Joe Biden won't sign it, we can stand firm on a CR or something. We can have that fight. But we are not going to have what took place a week and a half ago ever happen again. And then finally, third, and this is important, we got to do the oversight, do the investigations. We have to do the oversight and the investigations that need to be done. This idea that bureaucrats who never put their name on a ballot but think they run the country who have assaulted our constituents' First Amendment liberties, they need to be held accountable. That has to happen. We need to do it. We need to do it in a way that's consistent with the Constitution, but we need to do it vigorously and aggressively. That is part of our duty as members of this body. To my friends here on this side of the aisle, I would just say this. The differences we may have, the differences between Joyce and Jordan or Biggs and Bacon, they pale in comparison to the differences between us and the left, which now unfortunately controls the other party. So we had better, we had better come together and fight for these key things, these three things. That's, that's what the people want us to do. And I think Kevin McCarthy is the right guy to lead us. I really do, or I wouldn't be standing up here giving this speech. But we haven't always agreed on everything. But I like his fight, I like his tenacity, and I liked it. I remember Kevin told me, I actually wrote about this in a book, I remember Kevin told me, he said, "When the, the toughest times of life are when you get knocked down, the question is, can you come back? And I've always seen him be able to do that. We need to rally around him, come together and deal with these three things, because this is what the people sent us here to do my favorite scripture verse is 2 Timothy 4 7 Paul's the old guy giving advice to the young guy and he says fight the good fight finish the course keep the faith I like the verse because it's a verse of action fight finish keep not wimpy words words that I think fit America that's what the American people want us to do they want us to fight for the things they care about and they elected us to do and we should all remember we should all remember only about 12,000 people have ever had the opportunity to do what we're doing today, sit in this body, serving this Congress. It is a privilege. It is an opportunity. We owe it to them, the American people, the good people of this great country, to step forward, to come together, get a speaker elected, so we can address these three things. I hope you'll vote for Kevin McCarthy, and that's why I'm proud to nominate him for Speaker of the House.
1: So as you could see there, Terry, he gave an impassioned speech trying to mm-hmm. trying to get the, them to think a little bit you know republicans have a a problem with staying focused it, I, you know mm-hmm. I, i'm thinking maybe they need to to rename their party the adhd party because they just simply cannot maintain i mean democrats may be wrong and they may be wrong about 99 things out of 100 but the one thing that they can do is they can stick together and they know if they don't stick together that whoever gets out of line gets kicked out they won't fund them they'll censure them they won't campaign for them, they'll campaign against them, they'll drag up old stuff about them, and leak it to the press, they'll do whatever they can to get rid of them. And Democrats know that, they stick together like glue, there's nothing moving them. Republicans, on the other hand, are all about freedom and choice, and all of them believe that, and all of them do it. But the thing is, is they can't get coordinated, and they can't figure out that sometimes you got to bend just a little bit on your principle and not worry about being 100% right all the time.
2: Yeah, boy, well said. Well said. That's exactly the problem. When is too much freedom, or when is freedom too much? Right. And uh, that's, that's the thing, you know, we've got to focus on the majors, major on the majors, minor on the minors, and let's get this country turned around. Uh, I don't know that we've got that much time, but we, I know God, Jesus, would tell us, occupy till I come. That means we've got to try.
7: This is Breaking
5: News. Republican leader Kevin McCarthy failed in multiple rounds of voting to become House Speaker Tuesday, a historic defeat with no clear way
7: out as House Republicans dug in for a long, messy start for the new Congress. McCarthy had pledged a battle on the floor for as long as it took to overcome right-flank fellow Republicans who were refusing to give him their votes. But it was not at all clear how the embattled gop leader could rebound after becoming the first house speaker nominee in 100 years to fail to win the gavel from his fellow party members on the initial vote before the second vote rival turned mccarthy ally conservative representative jim jordan of ohio who got six votes in the first round rose to urge his colleagues even those who backed him as an alternative to drop their opposition we have to rally around him come together as Jordan said of McCarthy, but Mad Gates of Florida followed with a vigorous re of Jordan underscoring the chaos within the party. Davis Richards reporting. This is Breaking News, I'm Alan Edwards.
1: Okay Terry, I did that on purpose. I'm, I'm, I'm just gonna be honest with you. I could have held that. I could have held it. I could have held it till you were done. Mm-hmm. Nah, mm-hmm. Uh-uh. Nah, I threw it up there. Because mm-hmm. I, it, it serves two purposes number one that we are we are live we are real we are following this stuff as it goes along here mm-hmm. and i wanted to let people know that after three votes we still have no speaker of the house and guess who this guess what the significance of the speaker of the house is you have any idea mm-hmm. yeah go ahead you no know, they are third in line of succession to the presidency Of the United States of America so here's breaking news point number one should Joe Biden and he's elderly not wishing Mm -hmm. a man any bad vibes whatsoever I've been sick like I said this weekend Mm -hmm. I thought I might die you know Mm -hmm. he's elderly he could go just like that he could go in a heartbeat correct okay Kamala Harris She jumps in a car. She's on her way to the White House. You know, she's going to be sworn in as the president Mm -hmm. of the United States. And something happens. I'm not going to say what. Could be terrorist-related. Could be political. Could be whatever. I don't know. Maybe God himself steps in and says, no, she's just not going to be it. Okay? I don't Mm -hmm. know. But let's say something happens to her. Okay, now we've got a dead president and a dead vice president and no Speaker of the House, no third in charge. What next? Because the Constitution doesn't give us that answer. Mm -hmm. Who's in charge? Mm -hmm. Who's in charge? Is Nancy Pelosi in charge? Mm -hmm. I guarantee you Mm -hmm. that she's going to say she is. Is she? Mm -hmm. Is Kevin McCarthy in charge? I guarantee you he's going to think he is. Somebody Mm -hmm. in government is going to say they are. We have a real constitutional crisis. We've been talking about constitutional crises my whole life. Well, we got one right now, and it's it's man-made. It's political-made. I wonder why. I wonder mm-hmm. why. Okay. Mm-hmm. So now, um, before we get out of the first half, I did want to very very quickly put up put this back up on screen. Second Timothy four one through five, which is exactly what he quoted, mm-hmm. and uh, he only quoted um, very briefly from from this uh, Terry. Uh, if you would. As a matter of fact, I'm I'm going to skip on to the second one because we just don't have time here. Uh, 2 Timothy 4, 6 through 8, and he only mentioned verse number 7. I wanted to go ahead and let you read that for me, please, in context.
2: For I am already being poured out as a drink offering. He's getting ready to be executed outside of Rome with his head cut off. Uh, And the time, and this is the Apostle Paul, and the time of my departure is at hand. I have fought the good fight. I have finished the race. I have kept the faith. Finally, there is laid up for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will give to me on that day, and not to me only, but also to all who have loved his appearing. Amen.
1: That's the rapture. Amen and amen. For those of you leaving us, we'll see you next time. For everybody else, we'll be back right after the break. Well, for some of you listening to stations that do not carry the second half of the Last Christian Radio Show, we have reached the end of this edition. We ask that you join us every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central Time for another edition of the Last Christian Radio Show. For everyone else, we'll be back right after the break with the second half of the internationally syndicated Last Christian Radio Show with J.D. Williams and T.L. Farley.
0: You're listening to Revelation Radio, part of the Ustreamit Broadcast Network, your online destination for Christian radio, for and by Christians, where we gather to share our Christian inspiration, talents, faith, message, and hope. Please visit us online at www.revelationradio.net or
8: www.ustreamit.net today. These are a shadow of the things to come, but the reality, however, belongs to Christ. Colossians 2 verse 17. The popular talk show, The Reality, features people from all walks of life who've discovered the reality that the substance of life can only be found in a real relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Join me, Dudley Anderson, right here every week as I chat with people whose lives have been touched and changed for the good, for good, but the reality of knowing Jesus. Prayer is probably the most essential activity in the Christian's life. Prayer opens the heart to the purposes of God. Prayer focuses the mind on the presence of God, and prayer opens the ears to the voice of God. Prayer is more than communicating with Creator. Prayer is a process of entering the spirit realm, just as John the Apostle did when he was in the spirit on the Isle of Patmos. The other biblical prophets were also in the spirit when they received their visions from the Holy Spirit. And prayer is worship. We are told to worship God in spirit and in truth. Prayer is the most spiritual activity that you and I can enjoy as we set our minds on things above and not on things on the earth. I encourage you then to continually seek the Lord in prayer. Prayer is more than a momentary activity. It's a lifestyle. God tracking is a life lived in the spirit through prayer. I'm Dudley Anderson. Why not email me, dudley at surereality.net. Hey everybody, this is Andy Chrisman. Join me this week for
0: worship as I play two hours of the best in modern worship music from churches and worship leaders around the world. And this week we'll take a look back at some of our favorite worship songs and conversations of 2022 with special guests, David Leonard, John Reddick, The Belonging Co., Shane and Shane, North Point Worship, and a whole lot more. Don't miss the best of worship 2022 part one this weekend with me, your host, Andy Chrisman.
1: There's simply no better way to start your day than with the Holy Bible. Please join Pastor Jason Wilkerson, the pastor of Disciples Fellowship Church, in his daily program, Truth That Transforms, every morning at 9 a.m. Central Time, and again every Sunday at 9 a.m. as well as 12 p.m. right here on Revelation Radio, Truth That Transforms.
0: K-R-R-B, DB, Grand Saline, Canton, Mineola, Texas.
5: Here's the latest from the K-R-R-B Newsroom. This is the latest news headlines in 60 seconds with Alan Edwards. Ukrainian forces fired rockets at a facility in the eastern Donetsk region where Russian soldiers were stationed, killing 63 of them, Russia's defense ministry said Monday. This is one of the deadliest attacks on
3: the Kremlin's forces since the war began more than 10 months ago.
5: an unprovoked machete attack on three New York City police officers near Times Square on New Year's Eve is being
7: investigated as a possible terrorist incident. The suspect is allegedly a 19-year-old man from Maine, whose online posts indicate recent Islamic radicalization. Luiz
5: Inacio Lula da Silva was sworn in as Brazil's president on Sunday, delivering a searing indictment of far-right former leader Bolsonaro and vowing a drastic change of course to rescue a nation plagued by hunger, poverty, and racism. That's the latest headlines in 60 seconds. I'm Alan Edwards.
1: Welcome back to the second half of the internationally syndicated last Christian radio show with JD Williams and T.L. Farley. Well, welcome back everybody to the second half of the show. Again, my name is JD Williams and I'm joined there in Dallas by Mr. T.L. Terry Farley and Terry. I wanted to end the first half of the show with that scripture because Mm -hmm. Um, I think it. I think it's really good that Jim Jordan is not shy about yeah, amen. Uh, about his faith, and you know, uh, a lot. I know one of the reasons that I put the full scripture up is because I, I make it clear, and he's no exception. He is no exception to my rule, and that is you don't just nitpick scripture. You don't just yank a little scripture out and and hope it fits your narrative. OK, you've got to read scripture in context. The beautiful thing about it is that he put it in context. He only used one scripture. But he did use mm-hmm. it in context. And and you know and yes. that that was uh that's something different than what Joe Biden has done, and what Kamala Harris has mm-hmm. done, and what Bill Clinton has done, than what Barack Obama has done, that even Donald Trump has done. They have mm-hmm. all picked scripture and tried to make it fit their narrative instead mm-hmm. of presenting it as it truly fits. So mm-hmm. my my hat's off to um to Mister mm-hmm. Representative Jim Jordan, but I wanted to put the scripture in context to show people that I mean what I say. You don't just you don't just mm-hmm. pull one little scripture out. You know you've got to read the whole thing, and when you read the whole thing, it fit, didn't it, Terry?
2: It sure did. Yeah, absolutely. Like so above.
1: <laughs> absolutely, yeah, yeah, you know, and, 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 and that's exactly that's exactly what it should do. Now, in the first half of the show, we went heavy American, heavy USA. You know everything that's going on here and you know we truly do have a constitutional crisis i'm not kidding about that we really do have you know if something were to, this is a perfect time this is the perfect time you know because it's there's nothing in the constitution would be the um the architects of the constitution those who put this thing together they never dreamed of a day that would come when both the president and vice president and Speaker of the House would all be taken care of at the same time. Um, you go back to nineteen or i 'm sorry eighteen sixty five when Lincoln was assassinated, there was a, you know the huge conspiracy there. They went after the president the vice president and not the speaker of the house, but for some strange reason, uh, it was a secretary of some secretary of war or something like that. You know, mm-hmm. um, you know, you no, know, you know, they were coming right out of the civil war. I understand that, but, mm-hmm. um, had they had that conspiracy actually played out, had they gone after president Vice President, and Speaker of the House, then you would be in the same situation as now because mm-hmm. um if something were to happen to our president and to our vice president and again god forbid i I hope they're safe, you know mm-hmm. put troops around them, you know build whatever you know make sure they're make sure they're okay you know i mm-hmm. I'm begging you, please make sure they're okay because if the president and vice president suddenly were incapacitated, we have no speaker of the house, we have no third in command. And uh, as far as I know, and if somebody out there, some listener out there, has got something in the constitution that I don't know about, because I've done, 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 put a lot of research here, uh, but if you guys can point out to me in the constitution where there's a number four gets to skip. You know, mm-hmm. let me know. OK, I would, I'd like to know that. Um, anyway, the first half of the show was built pretty much all on USA events, current events, mm-hmm. what's going on there. Uh, and basically shows that the United States is in a state of chaos. OK, um, leadership is lacking on all levels. Um, if the Republican Party was unified like the Democrats are we'd have no issue right now. We'd have a Speaker of the House. Um, Mm -hmm. We'd have a direction. Uh, There'd be fights, of course, Democrat and Republican. That's standard stuff. But uh, right now, we're we're in chaos. We have no leadership. So let's take America out of it. Now let's start to draw in some stuff that is even more concerning if you are a Christian and... Um, all I can say is, come Lord Jesus, come, as I play this. Here we go. Amen.
5: Here is the latest from the KRRB Newsroom. Ukrainian forces fired rockets at a facility in the eastern Donetsk region where Russian soldiers were stationed, killing 63 of them, Russia's defense
3: ministry said Monday. This is one of the deadliest attacks on the Kremlin's forces since the war began more than 10 months ago. Ukrainian forces fired six rockets from HIMARS launch system and two of them were shot down. A defense ministry statement said it did not say when the strike happened. Harry Michaels reporting.
1: The other thing there... um, is people are gonna say, okay, big deal, 63 people. Hmm, okay, you know, this war's been going on for 10 months, right? So, so you know, what, what's the big deal? What, what is the big deal? Okay, well, it's a big deal, trust me. It's a really Russia big deal. Russia
2: targeted Kyiv with dozens of drones just after midnight New Year's Day and has ramped up missile strikes in the last week. Ukrainians say Russia is trying to break civilians' morale. Nate Foy is live in Kyiv with the latest. Nate, I think it's gonna take a lot to break the morale of the ukrainian people what do you think
3: well they have certainly proved that much anita it has been a busy three days here uh, in not just keep but across the country to end 2022 and begin 2023 three straight days of russian airstrikes but we're learning in the past hour that ukraine has struck a massive blow in the country's east killing at least 63 newly mobilized russian soldiers take a look at this video russia says the number is 63 but ukraine says it could be as many as 400 killed or injured Russia's defense ministry says Ukraine used the US provided High Mars rocket system in this strike. They hit a facility where Russian soldiers were staying in Makivka. That's in the Donetsk province, one of four regions that Russia claims to have annexed. But you mentioned this comes as Ukraine says it shot down over 40 drones targeting Kyiv overnight. Take a look at this next video. This was the second night in a row where starting at about midnight. Russia launched a new wave of Iranian-made drones. Ukraine says critical infrastructure is damaged and there are power shortages in Kyiv because of it. Now take a look at this next video. President Zelensky promised the country's air defense would improve in the new year. And for the first time, Ukraine is stating publicly that it used the US-provided NASAMS air defense system to shoot down those Iranian-made drones over the past two nights. All 45 were shot down on New Year's morning. All 41 were shot down today. Now take a look at this next video. Of course, this all comes after a significant missile strike on Saturday afternoon. Over 20 missiles raining down on Ukraine. At least two women have been killed. Dozens of people are hurt. Here's President Zelensky reacting to the new wave of Russian attacks to start the year.
9: THESE RUSSIAN TERRORISTS ENTERED THIS YEAR AS PATHETIC AS THEY WERE. OUR DEFENDERS HAVE SHOWN ON JANUARY 1ST THAT THEY ARE AS GREAT AS THEY WERE BEFORE.
3: MEANWHILE, PRESIDENT PUTIN IN HIS NEW YEAR'S ADDRESS BLAMED THESE ATTACKS ON THE WEST. HE SAYS THE WEST IS USING UKRAINE TO DESTROY RUSSIA.
1: OKAY, SO THAT LAST PART RIGHT THERE IS WHAT I WAS TRYING TO FOCUS ON THROUGHOUT THIS ENTIRE REPORT and that is that we have made no secret that we are sending missiles to the ukraine it's i mean that's a known fact you know if you don't believe it look it up yeah. okay um we are send, we're we're equipping them russia has said if you equip and not just us but you know blanket statement mm-hmm. to anybody in the world you equip them that means that you're our enemy so that means that we can we can come after you if we want to okay yeah. um now they're already threatening nato uh, forces, mm-hmm. um, and as you're going to see, this is even it's, it's even worse than what I've played so far. I mean, you know that this this stuff here that you get from the mainstream media when you get it, and rarely do we get reports like that, like what I was just able mm-hmm. to play, where it's really in depth mm-hmm. as far as what is mm-hmm. being told to the mainstream media, and that was Fox News, of mm-hmm. course um but rarely do you get good information but even they even them and you know we we've, we've had this discussion me and you have a disagreement about the effectiveness of of uh what's his name uh Tucker Carlson and and that group okay i don't hold them as as a, such a, you know i don't put them on such a pedestal okay i think that they're they're playing a game i don't think that they're really committed i mean that's my personal mm-hmm. opinion okay so mm-hmm. i don't i don't put much weight mm-hmm. on them. but yeah they only I, tell the truth they, you know that's all they well have. they tell a half truth we and don't sometimes, get get sometimes a quarter uh, truth no. okay no. i do i do no. okay no. so uh, well no, i'm no, going to prove it that's right that's here it. here we go the here we go worst all right. like days
10: him. for russia in the war in ukraine was yesterday um and let me explain, in Russia, there are two different kinds of recruiting uh, of new soldiers. You know, After having lost 100,000 soldiers in Ukraine so far, Russia needs new blood, new flesh. So the f- one thing they did is they just recruited 300,000 soldiers uh, from among the young people. But the other thing they do, they also recruit uh, prisoners. There's the Wagner Group, of mercenaries, and they are recruiting prisoners. They go to the prison and they say, "Look, you come, you come over, fight with us, and you'll be pardoned." And so, these are the two major groups that are now joining the, um, the regular forces. Now, why am I saying all of that, folks? Uh, and again, if you can, you, you, please share uh, this right now because I'm not sure how long it's going to be here. Um, The reason why I'm saying that is because um, yesterday there were about two companies, uh, about 600 Russian either servicemen slash soldiers slash mercenaries that were all kept in a public building of a school in the area of Donetsk in the town of Makivka. It's the school uh, building number 19, where they kept 600, 600 of them, mm-hmm. and the U.S. forces, excuse me, US, uh, and you, you'll understand why I'm saying U.S. forces. The Ukrainians used the HIMARS, it's the uh, multiple cannons, um, artillery of the MLR, MLRS, and they targeted that building And apparently the direct hit of the Ukrainian rockets, these are American rockets that are used by the Ukrainians. The direct hit, as well as the explosion of the Russian um, uh, ammunition that was in the basement of that building caused the entire building to blow up. Out of the 600 soldiers, at least 100 have been seen running outside burning, completely burning. Uh, Many of them died as they were trying to run away. 60, anything between 60 and 70 bodies were already retrieved from the rubble. And another over 120 bodies are still under the rubble. Now again, these are just rough estimates. The Ukrainians say that 600 people died The Russians say 63 died. The truth is somewhere in the middle, which means roughly 300 people in one incident on New Year's Eve for the Russians on Novigod. That could be a game changer and that could push Putin to something way more um, extreme.
1: So as you can see, The issue here is that the American public is, for the most part, blind to this. Now, Fox News, to its credit, and there's a couple of other agencies. I can't remember the names of them right off the top of my head. Maybe you can, Terry, Uh, because there are a couple of conservative news agencies out there that are are at least mentioning this stuff. But as far as getting into detail... Mm
2: -hmm.
1: Um not so much. Uh you wanna you
2: wanna remember um yeah, you wanna remember Amir is a uh, a, a former soldier uh and he has connections with the Mossad. Right, the, he's a colonel. Uh, Israeli intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so and so he's gonna have more detailed information. But you'll notice that what he did say was that Russia had said between 60 and 70. Fox is reporting 63. Again, you know, we don't know who's getting what figures. But again, Amir, I would expect him to have more detailed information because of his place uh, in Israeli uh, intelligence and so forth.
1: And, well, I, and his, I agree with I agree with that. You know, and I know. would expect so. Fox or CNN yeah. or NBC yeah. or ABC or anybody else to find a good source. And good sources are available. And one of them is a mirror. And why, uh, why these agencies won't even interview him, uh, because I guarantee if he had if I don't trust me, if he had the opportunity, if he had the opportunity, he would, because he talks about this a lot about how he is censured, how he is. His messages are taken. down.
2: Has he ever said anything about Fox particularly?
1: Yes. Has he said Fox News did this? He has said that Fox News is not full. You know, they're not given the full reports. As a matter of fact, I played one of those clips just about two weeks, about a week ago.
2: You just, you just quoted what I just said. What's that? Aren't given. You said that Mamir said that they uh, that the Fox News is not quote unquote given the full report. Okay, so that means exactly what I'm saying. I think we're parsing words
1: i think we're parsing words here no no no.
2: given full report is that parsing a word
1: uh terry i think we're parsing words given full given
2: full report
1: uh okay
2: you know if Uh, fox news is not
1: giving uh, the full report fox news is holding back giving the full news report no no no
2: no no. that's not what he said he said they are not given he didn't say giving
1: Okay, I'll find that or old clip. He, I'll find that. Yeah. yeah, I'll find the old and clip so, where, he, where he criticizes Fox News okay. and I will highlight it. I tried not to highlight then, it last time, then, but I'm going to okay. highlight it this time. Okay, so let's move, let's, move him him. Let's, let's move on. Let's move on. Let's move on. He's giving an opinion or report. Okay, um, we're, we're going to move on now. Okay, so now what we're going to do is I'm going to next play a clip and this is about Benjamin Netanyahu and it is very relevant. Let's take a listen to it.
9: Israeli Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu is back in power after being sworn in earlier today. Having led the country in the late 90s for three years and again from 2009 to 2021 Netanyahu laid out a familiar agenda to Israeli lawmakers during his first remarks back in office.
3: The first mission to thwart Iran's efforts to develop a nuclear bomb arsenal that will threaten us and the entire world.
9: Netanyahu received congratulations about his victory from ambassadors and world leaders, including President Biden, who called him a friend, adding that he looks forward to working with the prime minister. Netanyahu's predecessor, outgoing Prime Minister Yair Lapid, had a strong message for the new Israeli leader. We are handing over to you a country in excellent condition, with strong economy, with improved defensive abilities and strong deterrence, with one of the best international standings ever. Try not to destroy it. We'll be back soon. The leader of Israel's Likud party was able to secure a victory in last month's elections following a campaign that focused heavily on security and the economy. To reach the required 61-seat threshold in the Israeli parliament, Netanyahu joined forces with smaller far-right religious parties to create the most conservative government in Israel's history. For some around the world and in Israel, Netanyahu's rule is associated with strength and security. For others, it's a reminder of the criminal corruption cases against him and ongoing tension with Palestinians. Protests erupted today in Jerusalem and Tel Aviv to speak out against the veteran Israeli leader. I came because those are the last hours of Israel as a democracy. The elections that brought Netanyahu to power again were the fifth in less than four years for Israeli voters. Analysts warn this government could collapse due to infighting rather than a strong opposition.
1: Did you hear that? The government could yeah, collapse due to
9: here. infighting?
1: Rather than a very mm-hmm. strong opposition, and what were we talking about in the first half of the show in fighting mm-hmm. between, with mm-hmm. the uh, one political party, and on top of that, mm-hmm. did you happen to hear what the outgoing Israeli prime minister had to say? Did you happen mm-hmm. to hear what he said He said that you know don 't mess this up basically okay mm-hmm. I, I hope you don 't mess yeah. this up yeah. i 've given you a yeah. good yes, economy. And me. That's a lie. Okay, yeah, I've given you good security. Like that's a, no, no, wait, that's but, a lie. Yeah,
2: that's okay? a lie. <laughs> you know, so, yeah, so you know, that's like uh, Biden saying, "No, I'm going to leave, but don't mess this
1: up." <laughs> right. Exactly. You know I mean? it, it, it is—it's insane. Uh-huh. But this is where we're at. This is where we're at. This is what yeah. I've been trying to build to through, through this entire show, and the reason I don't want to get deflected on that other silly stuff. Okay, yeah. is because yeah. what we're trying to do here is demonstrate the fact that the world is in chaos. And this is exactly yeah, yeah. what God said would happen in the latter days. Yes. This is exactly Amen. what leads us to where we're going. Amen. Okay. Yeah. I, we had yeah. two earthquakes in California over the weekend. Two. Mm. Okay. Mm-hmm. It, you know, you're not talking about it on the, on the on the news. Why not? Because we've had too many of them in the past. But notice now we had two. Mm-hmm. Two in a weekend. What's it going to mm-hmm. be? Four next week and mm-hmm. then eight the weekend after? Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm not trying yeah. to sensa- I should not attempt to sensationalize this stuff, okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. But the truth is is that we, are got, we got a lot of earthquakes, we got a lot of, of rumors of wars. We got a lot of hot wars, and mm-hmm. we got no leadership anywhere in the world. And on top of mm-hmm. that, we got lawless, lawlessness, a ton of lawlessness. everything, everything that the good Lord told us would happen in the latter days is coming to pass as a matter of fact let's go ahead and put it back up on screen we put it up there a hundred times i know we have and people may be getting tired of it but let me tell you this you know if somebody is going to tell you if you walk out in the street there's a truck coming okay and you, you <laughs> say okay never mind I, what what'd you say what'd you say you walk out in the street and get hit by a truck well whose fault is that okay so yeah. uh, so anyway Here's my warning about the truck right here. This is my warning about the truck. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, Terry. Read that for him.
2: Now, as he sat on the Mount of Olives, the disciples came to him privately, Jesus, saying, Tell us, when will these things be, and what will be the sign of your coming and of the end of the age? And Jesus answered and said to them, Take heed that no one deceives you, for many will come in my name, saying, I am the Christ and will deceive many and you will hear of wars and rumors of wars see that you are not troubled for all these things must come to pass but the end is not yet for nation will rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom there will be famines pestilences and earthquakes in various places all these are
1: the beginning of sorrows. The beginning of sorrows. And, you know, I mean, yeah. we've got the famines. You know, people don't talk about it much, but even the United Nations is saying that 2023 is going to be the worst year for famines in recent history, or maybe in yeah. ever history. Okay. Yeah. Pestilences. Yeah. Anybody heard of COVID-19? Hello, Anybody? Yeah. Anyone. Yeah. Anyone heard of it? Okay. Yeah. Have you heard of bird flu? Mm-hmm. Have you, you know, heard of Okay. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's all there. Every, all of the warnings are there okay they're all there Mm -hmm. and it's adding up and here's the kicker this is the most important part is it's happening more frequently and it's happening faster and faster and Mm -hmm. faster and faster Mm -hmm. it's like you're in Mm -hmm. a car you press the accelerator and as you press the accelerator what happens the car speeds up Mm -hmm. and it gets faster Mm -hmm. and faster and faster Mm -hmm. and the bible says that in the end Once it gets started, it's gonna pick up speed and it's gonna run and now Tonight we've demonstrated in this show stuff that has happened and I tried to I tried to really condense it to really make a point here Mm -hmm. and I Mm -hmm. Maybe I pulled this off mate. Just maybe Mm -hmm. Most everything we talked about except when me and Terry got off track there for a second Most, (laughs) most of everything that we talked about has happened in the year 2023. Think about that. Mm. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Well, three days. Three days. Mm -hmm. Okay. So think Mm -hmm. about that. Now, events like this would normally happen over a period of months, if not years. But yeah, we're but we're right. being we're being conditioned to expect things to happen like this in a day. We're we're being conditioned yeah. for this. Mm-hmm. Is, am I off base on that, Terry? What what is your opinion of it?
2: Not at all. Elon Musk said just the other day on Getter, it's a matter of record uh, that he has discovered groups uh, within the higher uh, reaches of the world powers uh, that are planning to eliminate much
1: of the population of the earth right he came out and said that yeah you know well i know that there was a i know there was an organization and i've looked for it i I found it once and i can't find it again and you know that's Mm -hmm. on me i'm trying i'm trying people trust me i'm trying but there there's an organization out there that wants to reduce the population of the earth they want to eliminate cities until, until where they're walking, walking cities, that's it. That's all you get, you know, is walk, where you can walk. That's all. Um, mm-hmm. But, you know, old people, nah, forget that. You know, if you're old, you're done. Okay. Um, yeah. They want to eliminate the, the birth rate. Well, they're doing that. They do. Mm-hmm. You know, they're they're working on that. They've been successful on that for the last couple of decades, three, four de- decades. Um, but anyway, uh, yeah, there's an organization. Uh, Terry that's dedicated to it It, uh, it's and I know there's a United Nations a part of the United Nations that is involved in it I mean not as not as overtly as this group was Mm -hmm. Um, it was Mm -hmm. an old Amir um, thing Uh, I would have to find his presentation again in order to find that Mm -hmm. that organization and that that grouping of people Mm -hmm. but they're serious and Mm -hmm. they want to pull it off um, before 2030 and we're now mm-hmm. at 2023. Okay, so anyway, I'll do my best to find that. I promise it exists. I, I just, I, I just can't, can't find it again. Sure, no All right, um, now, Terry, uh, we're gonna, of course, be back here on Thursday, um, if mm-hmm. we are given a Thursday. And then people may get tired of us saying that too. But, but, uh, but you know, that's that's just the truth. Um, we are waiting on that rapture of the church. And uh, so if you have not accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, please do. All you've got to do is is just tell God, I, you know, I know I'm a sinner, but I know that Jesus Christ died for me on the cross. I know he spent three days in the tomb. I know he rose again. Yeah. I know He promised us that He's coming back for His church. He's not going to let us suffer through that seven years of tribulation. I know He ascended to heaven. I know He sits at the right hand of God, and I know He is coming back. And I can see that the events happening right now give me every indication, if I just read the Bible, that things are playing out exactly the way that You said they would, Lord. So Amen. please forgive me of my sins. And I promise to follow you all the rest of the days of my life in the name of Jesus Christ, amen. And if you say that prayer, you just might be that one last individual that we're looking for. Anyway, Terry, it's been a day. For me, it's been a well, week. Right. Yes, it has. I'm Until, glad to see you back. I'm glad to be fine, back. <laughs> and
2: you're in, fine, you're in fine
3: fettle.
1: Thank you, sir. Until Thursday, everybody. Good night. God bless. Adios, people. Thanks
0: again for joining us today for The Last Christian Radio Show. And be sure to tune in every Tuesday, Thursday, and Saturday right here on Revelation Radio. And don't forget to join us every Wednesday evening at 7.30 p.m. Central for The Last Christian Podcast. Now available on all major podcast platforms and at www.lastchristian.net until the trumpet sounds.